0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen, We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen.
1: Well, hello builders. We would like to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. You know, if you've been here before, you know we like to work on building you so you can build yourself and then build others. We also like you to be building a business, building a team, whatever you're working on in life. We want to be a part of that journey with you. We do that through special training, come in and help your team develop and grow and, and just recognize each other. But we also do that with our special guest. I'm excited today to have Kurt, Kurt and I met several months ago. We did some training together with our friend Joe Peachy if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard Joe a couple of times now. But I want to talk about Kurt today. He's also just one of these outstanding fellows. His bio is he helps consultants and solopreneurs deliver the right message to the right clients to generate more revenue. With almost a quarter century of experience in the public relations and advertising industry, Kurt shut down his seven-figure agency at Peak Revenue to build a life of freedom and fulfillment for himself, his family. He is a husband and father of four, and he's also wanted to help his clients. So, Kurt, welcome to the podcast today. Brian, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. And, and that you, you know, let's let's just talk about that, that stopping that job that was so successful and, and and designing a new life. Let's have a little conversation around that and get started here.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was successful according to the way that I previously defined success. And, you know, we grow up and we, we think, you know, it's, it's, it's about getting into the best middle school and you got to do the extracurriculars and you got to study this and you got to ace every single subject. doesn't matter if you love English, you got to also be, because it's all about getting into the best college. And when you go to college, you got to major in this because you got to major in this because then you got to get married and get a certain amount of kids live in a certain suburb with a certain car. Right. And I meet a lot of people. I've coached a lot of people who had 40, 45, and they bought into that. I was one of them. And I felt guilty for probably seven or eight years. I had anxiety attacks. I wasn't a good husband, wasn't a good father. I was, my health was suffering. I was in a cocktail prescription drugs. And finally I said, listen, my definition of success can no longer be that Kurt Mercadante is defined only as a paycheck provider or a breadwinner. And so I started to define my life in alignment, kind of, what kind of husband am I? What do I want to do in the world? What's my purpose in the world and the impact I want to have? So I shut it down. I started from scratch, drained my account down to two hundred and fifty dollars in the bank, and built it back up. Six-figure business and growing. Uh, it's the toughest thing I've ever done, but it's the most fun and rewarding.
1: Sounds like it's very fulfilling, and I also get jealous of some of the the social media you post. You do where you're showing where your family's having these great times in these wonderful places.
2: Yeah. So we, this, this past year, you know, we got the travel bug and it's just part of us growing together. And, um, you know, when COVID happened, of course, we're like, oh, we're going to put that on the back burner. And then the, some of the other craziness started happening in the world. And we said, you know what, we're going to be unshakable and bulletproof and we're going to go where we want. And so we sold our house, most of our possessions. And it's funny, a lot of people like to quote the Bible and they like to quote the gospel. But then if you tell them, Hey, we're selling all our possessions and going to focus. What's on really important. They go, but what about the dining room table? And I'm like, well, what about the scripture you were just quoting? Right. I thought that's what it's all about, about really finding your center and finding the true thing. So we decided to live it. Um, And, and, and it's not, it's not for religious basis. I mean, part of it, I guess is, but, but it's about having fun, seeing America, you know, there's a lot of cool places here right now. We're in the the mountains in North Georgia. I've never been here in my entire life. We got deer. We're on bear watch, you know, half the time we go hiking. And uh, after this, we're heading to the Gulf coast. We're traveling for how long? I don't know. And some people say, well, are you retired? No, I have my process every morning where I reach out to people. Hey, I'm doing a podcast with you. Um, I market myself and I coach. And after this, I'm going bowling and taking one of my son's uh, out to an Italian restaurant. Yesterday, we went hiking on the mountains. Um, so it's a, an aligned life in which, yeah, I'm, I'm still building a thriving business. I got to eat, right? I got I to do all those things, but I'm not taking away from the other parts of my life.
1: Sounds to me like you're building work-life harmony and, and, and making it making it coexist. No, un- it does coexist regardless of what we try to do. It, life and, and work coexist. But you know, yeah. one of the things that I heard there, this is the Build Your Success podcast and, and success is defined so differently for everyone. There, there's no look in the dictionary and define it. It's, it's built of different materials, you know, in, in homes and residences, we build them out of block. We build them out of wood, steel. There's all different types of materials to build a beautiful home, but you got to build your home. It's got to be the ingredients and, and the things that you need and you want for your life. So you started to say something, please go ahead.
2: No, no, I don't even remember what I was going to say, but, uh, but, but what you said is exactly right. I, I had a podcast rock called freedom mindset radio, and it was about mindfulness and mindset meditation. And, and I still talk about that a little bit on my current podcast, but, but part of the, part of the, the first question I ever asked my guests was what does freedom mean to you? And really, when you think about that freedom, what I've, what I've learned is a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of, a lot of people define success as having freedom. And when a lot of people define success by money, they get the money and realize they don't have freedom, but then they start realizing that more important than money is time. And how do you put a dollar amount on that? And how do you get to that? Which leads to how do you scale a business? You know, scaling a business goes to time. It's not just about money. Um, And what you said about the harmony piece. In in my book, I wrote a book called Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. I say, take that term work-life balance, throw it out the window, burn it do whatever you need to do, trash it, because that assumes there's work and life and those are separate things. There's just life. And what you have to do is take the three facets of your life. Work, of course, your relationships and your self-care. Put it in a mixing bowl, stir it up and create a recipe that works for you. I have four kids. It's going to be different from someone who has no kids and is 25. But when you have that sense of alignment, and I think a lot of people are learning about that now that they're working from home and and, and being stuff from home, you know, it it flows. I don't, I I like to travel, but I don't feel like I need a day off. I'll do some work on a Saturday and I don't feel bad about it because it's not taken away from anything. It's like Saturday morning. I wake up and I'll do, I'll do, uh, I feel like writing. And so I'll do some things and then we'll go hiking and then we do whatever. So you can align it, but it's not like this. All right, I'm going to work real hard and then I got to stop. And then I got to put work over here and now I got to live. It just, it leads to a lot of problems. And and that lack of alignment leads to that, that lack of feeling that "Ah, something's just not right.
1: Yeah, and it, and it's so binding when you when you have these rigid rules in life that you got to it's got to be this way, it, it doesn't. It, it right. and in fact, you can make it what you want it to be. Yes, you need to hold yourself accountable. We're not we're not talking about just loosely living life. You 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 spend the time to do what's what's important and make things happen, but you also allow that other time for your children and having fun and doing those things. And 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 you're not you're not going oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing work because you already did the work.
2: Right, right, absolutely. And a lot of people, you know, think of self-care as selfish. That's like, listen, you're no good to your family if you're dead. You're no good to your clients if you're dead. And if you're stressed all the time and anxious, you're not going to be creative. And so you're not going to build your company. And so a lot of it, much of it starts from there in that inner work. And you do that inner work and that helps you to serve others better helps you to be at hundred percent when you do that. So, you know, if there's so many people who are like, Oh, I'm going to take time for myself. I'm like, this, I can't, I can't, I just got to give it all. There's some people literally who have to back off their family a little. You know, I've, I've worked with some moms who give everything to their family and, and I guarantee their family's like, mom, take a day off. Like we're concerned about you. And um, we're conditioned in many cases to just think in terms of service is donating my time. It's grinding myself into the ground and it's give, give, give Giving's important, but you got to take care of yourself. In order to give your greatest gifts.
1: Absolutely. You, you gotta you gotta take care of you so you can take care of others. It's just it's simple. And we're gonna talk about simplicity later, so we'll get there. But but I do want to yeah. ask you what I ask what does leadership and being a leader mean to Kurt Mercadante?
2: Yeah. And um, I go back to every morning, I read the Tao Te Ching, 2500 years old, ancient Chinese wisdom by the author was Lao Tzu, uh, which who may or may not have been a real person. It may have been a collection of person, uh, of people, which with ancient texts, they kind of say that about just about everything. You know, this person may have existed, or it may have been four or five different people writing this. And what what he writes is, it, and by the way, for your listeners, 2500 years ago, he, he uses the word he. I'll substitute she, right? A, a leader can be a he or a she, but he says a leader is bad. People barely know he or she exists. When his or her work is done, his or her aim fulfilled, they will say we did it ourselves. And the reason I love that quote is, and, and, and throughout the Tao Te Ching, there's, there's a, a common theme, some of which could be applied to government, certainly But when he talks about leaders and he talks about governments, it's a light touch. It's not coercive. It's cooperative. And I've, uh, you know, I've been on some horrible teams and I've been on some toxic teams with leaders who I'm the leader. I'm going to push you to do what I want to do. And what happens is no one's fulfilled. No one's working within their strengths doing what they do best. No one's uh, no one feels like they're a valued member of the team. It's not an operative effort. It's a coercive effort. And so what do you do? You have this turnover and you have this churn and burn. And even the people who stay there, you've had to buy them off with increasing salary just to, just so they'd stay. And so no one's happy. No one's at a hundred percent. Um, and I, I, what Lao Tzu talks about is, listen, if you're doing it right, you empower everyone to hit their key outcomes using their superpowers. And at the end, they're like, we did it ourselves, but guess what? Leader's going to get credit as the leader as well. And so you all win. Um, and that light touch, I think, I think it's true whether or not you're the leader of Many people in a business, the leader of a nonprofit, the leader of your softball team, quite honestly, the leader of yourself. You are the CEO of your own life. And sometimes, like you said, listen, we need guardrails on our life, but sometimes we are so rigid according to what we're supposed to do, the way things have always been done, that we do that and we walk right off a cliff. And allowing some spontaneity, allowing an open mind, allowing a growth and a learning mindset allows you to learn new things, be open to new things, be open to the superpowers, the 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 ideas and the creativity of your team and really unleash that. Um, but it all starts with that light touch.
1: Great answer. Lo- Love that thought from so long ago to, to realize they recognized there was probably collaboration of multiple people back then. You know, nothing's new under the sun. We know that. But you said something that, that made me think of you know the empowering others to do something, and then they get the fulfillment of we did this alone yeah you know we we talked about earlier about work life balance and harmony and some people are they really are workaholics i mean they they truly they they work all the time no time for anything and they don't allow others to develop they don't empower others because they got to they have to do it themselves and that's so limiting too when you when you recognize hey you know, maybe I can do this better with my experience, but this person needs to get experience and then they can do it as well as I do and maybe do it better than I do it. You know, it's always great to say, wow, they've advanced, they're they're better than I am now at that function that I taught them to do. So yeah, kudos to that.
0: We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover and increase your productivity if you're ready to put brian to work for your company give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net now back to today's episode
1: You know, you started into something there that, that I do want to talk about. And in your application, you said you've been blessed to blessed to work in a toxic and stressful environment. So so tell us why you have that perspective now that you are blessed with that.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I often get the question, what do you regret
1: most in life? And I don't really have any
2: regrets because everything, if you look at at things as, oh, I should have done, I should have, you're living in this. And then you're never going to focus on the present and move yourself forward. But Dr. Joe Dispenza has a great quote, and he says, when you separate the emotion from a memory, you have wisdom, right? So instead of being stuck in your trauma, you look at it as a learning experience. And so all those bad experiences, really, it wasn't just working as a W-2 employee, as an an employee, and there were bad things. I mean, I worked on Capitol Hill. I have stories I will not tell on this, but toxic employees, right? Right. toxic teams, to, toxic bosses to their employees. But then when I started my own company, some of what I would do was become a trusted advisor within the team. And it was like, I was embedded in the team. And so I almost became an employee in this toxic environment. Even though I worked 800 miles away, it still was affecting my life and my home, You know, even though the, the client was in DC. The reason I say I'm blessed is because it came to that day in 2017 when I woke up and I said, I'm done. And the culmination you know, of about 20 years of these environments with people who feel that every email is the most important email that's ever been sent. Every meeting is the most important email that's ever been sent. You know, I once had a client uh, who I used to work at uh, call me on a Friday because a graphic on social media is wrong. And he wanted someone fired on my team. It was Memorial Day weekend. He ruined my weekend, right? It's like these things keep happening. The reason I'm saying I'm blessed is because it came to when that, that desperation became so loud in my life that I ended it and decided I'm going to help other people empower themselves so they don't have to deal with that. And so by separating the emotion from the memory, it became wisdom for me to help empower others. So it was a long experience. There were things, Hey, I made a lot of money. Great. Right. Wonderful. And empowered me to do what I'm doing today.
1: That is so great and, and such wise words about using the, you know these experiences for the good and for the better. It reminds me of a time, you know, early on when I started construction over 25 years ago, I had a superintendent. This guy was a genius when it came to building projects, knowing how to use forms and, and, and set up for concrete. And just one of these guys that was a, just a plethora of knowledge but he didn't have a whole lot of people skills. And you know, this is the day and time when they only needed us, including me from the shoulders down. I mean, they, that was, that was the thing. Hey, you, we don't want you to think we want you to work. And, and I look right. back on those times and I tell everyone I, from that superintendent, I learned a lot of what to do and a lot of what not to do. And so it, yeah. it helps me now. It's a stepping stone that, Hey, that, those were some difficult times. We, he and I had some, some difficult conversations, you know, things that I, I'd never want to have again, you know, stressful, but I use those for stones today and I treat people differently as a result of that, those toxic conversations and those things. And, and I encourage others, Hey, that's not necessary. You know, yes. Construction folks have to work in the heat. They have to, you know, take a couple of calluses and bruises and things. It's a hard job, but we don't have to be hard on them all the time, Ride them, you know, they used to ride spurs in us, you know, just some of those crazy things they did that, didn't make the job any better. Didn't make the employee any better.
2: Yeah, and there's certainly people who, who need to toughen up and suck it up, right? But we, we have to learn the difference between toughness and stupidity. You know, like toughness is, okay, I'm doing squats at the gym and I'm tired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tough it out. Stupidity is I just felt my quadricep tear from my knee, but you know what, I'm tough and I'm gonna hammer out another eight reps and not be able to walk for six months. And that's true for self-care and it's true for our, for our employees as well. And, and I'm a Gallup certified strengths trainer and Gallup has just reams of data on what it takes to empower employees. And they find that employees, like even pay isn't the number one thing they want. They want this sense that they're, they're part of something bigger, that, that they're part of some, a team that's going to help develop them to learn, to be into management. And they'll take jobs that actually pay less to get there. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, millennials, they're spoiled, they're spoiled, they're spoiled, and and. I've probably been guilty of saying certain things about, right, right, right. But the one thing, it's not the one thing, one thing, one of the many things they're great at is that they won't take it. You know, if it's a toxic job more than maybe us or our parents, they're out of there like that. And so employers need to be, they can sit and complain about it, or they can realize, all right, what can we do to change our environment? Because it costs a whole heck of a lot more to bring in new employees on a regular basis than to retain the ones you have. Uh, and I think the good, uh, even right now during COVID, I was talking about this with someone um, recently. That uh, I gave a speech actually in one of the leaderships uh, for a group of newspaper publishers. Said, you know, there's a lot of employers right now during COVID who said, we got, we got them right where we want them. Right, they're never going to leave. Now it's a down economy. There's 20 million employed, and yet people are leaving their jobs. And and the, and these managers are shocked. Why? Because it's all about the pay. And now people are realizing I'm working from home. You're requiring 72 Zoom calls a day. I'm trying to homeschool my kid. I'm trying to do all these things. It's not worth it. I'm done. And I've realized what I was missing at work by being home with my family. And so it's a wake-up call for a lot of employers that they can't take, they can't do the, the strategy I like to call the warm butts and seat strategy. Take a warm body, throw it in the seat. We don't care what they do. We're going to look at their resume. It's all about skills. It's nothing about behavior patterns, talents. And we're just going to hope it works out. And if they can't do it, they're out. That those days are, are thankfully going to be long gone.
1: Yeah. And see it's mentality where, where the skills is the is the resume that the, the the win. It's statistically speaking, 13% of your success is based upon skills. Eighty seven percent is based on attitude. And so we like to say in in the leadership training business that you hire them for their skills and you fire them for their attitude. So so you hire them for their aptitude and you fire them for their attitude. And if that's it, we need to be teaching people that you can learn the skills, but you better have a really good attitude because that's what's going to make you successful.
2: Yeah. And, and, and on the other end, employers need to get better about determining that on the front end. And it's not just about resume and looking at that. A a friend of mine, Isaac Morehouse has started a company called crash and he's trying to completely disrupt the hiring process. So he's teaching people, listen, do you want to just send in your resume and have it with a stack of other people who have equal education and equal experience? He's teaching them to start a blog, to start a podcast, to do video sales messages to employers, (laughs) Not to the hiring manager, to the CEO to stand out. He's teaching listen the, the you know you and you and I went to, to the peachy fest right the the the, uh, the the boot camp. He's teaching everyone how to be how to brand and sell themselves to stand apart from the people who just want to talk about skills. And That type of stuff is a great indicator. if I, if I'm hiring and you know my HR manager just keeps giving me resumes but all of a sudden out of the blue I get a video sales message from some guy looking who talks, that's a good indication of that other eighty-seven percent attitude, right? If they're going to go above and beyond to do that, I want to talk to this person. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a great stat. I hadn't heard that stat, but that's wonderful.
1: Not yeah, surprising. it's 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 true. It's done. I think Stanford research. I don't remember the research, but it's a college that researched it and came up with those statistics. So it's it's real deal. Uh, simplicity. Let, let's move to this because it actually fits here. You know, you said that simplicity and building the mindset of true service. I like the KISS method. I told you earlier that uh, keep it simply simple instead of keep it simple, stupid. That way we're not being so harsh with people, but the simplicity of of doing what's right for your customers. start with the customers tell us how you do that and how you encourage others to do that.
2: Well, you got to start with who do I serve, who I want to serve and what do they want? And so many people start with, I'm great. I can do all these things great. Got to be a market out there. So I'm going to do what's great. And then people are going to come to me. Well, yeah, if you take a shotgun, you turn off the lights, you're going to hit a target every once in a while, even if you fire fire, like crazily into the night, right? Wouldn't you rather have a rifle shot with a target and actually see it? So you got to start with that ideal client. And if you have clients, I work with some of my clients to go, if they have clients and look at Who are the people that treat you like a trusted advisor, who pay you trusted advisor money, who don't doubt you, who don't call you at midnight, even though they're not paying for midnight calls and demand an answer, who are tougher to work with? You know, there's a whole host of things. Um, it's all There's behavioral, there's um, uh, their gender, are they married? Are they family-oriented? Know, are they family over-40, are they, they under-40? There's all these different things that go into that ideal client. And then, you, but then most importantly, once you identify that, what do they want from me? everyone. There's, there's people I know who wake up in the morning looking at going and getting new customers as, well, today I got to wake up. And you see these sales trainers, they use things like convince and convert, push them down the funnel. It's like, what a negative connotation. Every business, every business at its heart, we can talk about simplicity is about improving the lives of other people. If you sell golf balls, you're improving the life of a golfer. Can you imagine a golfer right now. I know people in Illinois, they were allowed to go to golf courses while they were locked down. Your only outlet of the day is to go golf. You're having a huge impact on that person's life. If you wake up in the morning, you're like, how can I help people today? I don't love doing sales calls, but I get to talk to people and help them. Versus, I'm gonna wake up today and I'm gonna get on the phone with people and try to convince them to reach into their pocket and spend their money on something they may or may not want to buy. A, that's less effective, and B, what, what a mindset, just downer every single day. So if everyone in your organization knows the purpose and the impact you have, which is that, that positive impact you have on other people's lives. If you're a solopreneur and you wake up and like, I'm gonna make an impact on someone's life. Everything from your branding process is gonna communicate that because your message isn't gonna be about, look at me, let's talk about the bells and whistles and features. You're gonna talk about, what do you want? What do you want from me? Which is different from I know what they need and I'm going to force feed it. I I know a lot of people who buy Teslas who care about the environment being green or sustainable. Elon Musk has a mission. He wants to save the world and he wants to be green. He wants the environment. You never hear him talk about it. Why? Because he knows the people who are going to buy the Teslas are people who want a a robot car that can go zero to 60 in two seconds and has bulletproof glass on the Cybertruck. He knows what people want. Now he's also giving them what he needs, but he never talks about that. And so it's important that we don't do what I'm, I call verbally vomit. I know what that person needs and I'm going to get them on the phone and I'm just going to go, 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 go seven to eight minutes of everything I know they need and everything I offer. And at the end, they're going to be like, I just wanted this. Like, I'm not going to buy from you because I just wanted to know what's in it for me. So start with your customer. How can you help your customer? How can you serve your customer? That's great for branding sales, but also it builds a culture of service within your organization.
1: Love that. They, they gets, you know that simplicity of it and, and knowing what your customer wants. Hey, you want them to exchange money. That, so money is an equation, it's, it's time because I, I give my time to get my money. And so now you're going to give that hard-earned money for something. Tell me what good it'll do for me. Tell, tell me how it helps me, whether where it increases my time, that'd be a great thing, right? If, if I can use whatever you're doing to, to get better and more efficient, or if it just brings me, happiness like you said with the outlets if i can go out and have a good time i'm willing to exchange my money yeah. that i that i time for for those type of things yeah just that, that's so awesome and that's what it's about the, the funnel and the shotgun and all that hey it's it's worked in, in this in these new technology times for a space but but it, it, the trend i'm hearing on a lot of podcasts and sales that trend's narrowing down now you can't even hardly get people to open an email
2: <laughs> right Right. And, and I have a good friend who spends millions of dollars a month on Facebook ads. He calls himself the base, best Facebook ad marketer in the world. And and I don't doubt him. Right. And he's got an incredible resume. But what he said is when it comes to like, for instance, the coaching industry and people selling Facebook ads, he knows a lot of the top people. And he said, you know, the joke is that it's Facebook ad coaches selling to coaches to teach them how to sell the coaches, to sell the coaches, to sell the coaches, you know, and it's, Like, and so, um, I've met at least 20 people who tried that and, and, and wasted six months of their life because they focused on the tool and the tactic. I'm going to deliver a Facebook ad and it's just going to come to me, but they haven't focused on that foundation of very simple. Who is your customer and what do they want? And if you just speak to that every day, you don't need a lot of likes and views. You're, you're going to see your customer. You do the shotgun approach, you know, uh, a stopwatch is, is right twice a day. So you're still going to, you're going to hit something with the shotgun. But I'd rather have it consistent, have my process, and to have a successful process, you keep it simple. And uh, there's a Chinese word, you know, I read the Dao De Ching called pu. P-U, my kids laugh when I talk about pu. Hey, like bring it back to pu. And they're like, dad, poo, poo, poo." "Poo" means uncarved block when in doubt, bring it back to that uncarved block of wood and start from there. Go back to the source, go back to being simple and start from there. And I, I found it's just the best way to go. We, humans overcomplicate everything, right? We have to. Simple.
1: Well, this is simply the time where we have to end the podcast. So tell the listeners where they could get in contact with you, where to find you on social media, your website, all those things.
2: Yeah, so my website is merc.enterprises, M-E-R-C.enterprises. I actually, uh, I just de-social with my life. So I'm on LinkedIn. If you look me up on LinkedIn, Kurt Mercadante, or I, I started a channel, I'm trying it out on Telegram. So if you download Telegram, it's actually at, you go to T, the letter T dot me, M-E slash Kurt Mercadante. And I have a private a channel there, a public channel there. You can follow me along and, and uh, we'll have some fun.
1: That sounds wonderful. And for our listeners, we'll include that in the show notes so you can get in contact with Kurt and see him. I know he's active on LinkedIn because that's how I first saw him. Then I actually met him at a, at a boot camp we attended together. So thanks for your time today. And for our listeners, do me a favor. Go over wherever you're to that platform. Leave us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with others. Hey, I know Kurt can help others, so share it with others. Thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others.